What you're going through is only for a time. What the devil meant for evil got turned around. It ain't worth being compared to your shine. He's working everything out for your good. Cause even when your back is against the wall, he said he'd never leave you. And he won't forsake you. It's gonna get better. All things went together. Man, I love that song with my brother in Christ, Jordan Scott, out here encouraging the people. And man, it's the perfect song for the sermon that I have for you today. Please check the show notes where you'll find this website and download that song. For those that don't know, uh, here at Real People Real Talk, Sundays offer sermons. In addition to the weekly um, episodes that we do on Wednesday, I am committed to at least two sermons a month on Sundays. The episode that's dropping this Wednesday, though, will feature a fun and laid-back conversation with my wife and my favorite travel partner as we went on a 5,000-mile multi-state road trip. And we're just going to be sharing some life lessons from our road trip. So if you like traveling and you like learning life hacks, then tune in. Um, But enough of everything else. Let's pray and get to this sermon. Father, I pray that whoever is listening to this, that these words would touch them and bless them. Lord, we thank you that you, we know that you don't cause all this pain, but you definitely use it. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I am so excited. The title of this sermon is, There is a Purpose for Your Pain. And I know that if you are alive and breathing, you have had some type of pain, so you can relate to this. And that purpose is for your good, but also for his glory. I'm going to keep it real. I'm not here to explain the pain away, but rather to encourage you to keep the faith even in the midst of pain. Newsflash, life ain't fair. And there's been a lot of things that has happened in 2020 um, that hasn't been fair. COVID-19, shelter in place, global pandemic, quarantine, um, and so much more. But to be honest, Life happens. We go through ups and downs, good times and bad times, and that's just called life. But God has a way of working things out for your good, but also for his glory. Let's be honest. Sometimes life would hurt us so bad that it would have us asking, why God, why? And let me just tell you, we, you know, some people in the church would say, you know, don't question God, but go to the book of Psalms. David has some open and honest conversations with God, some open and honest prayers. I would encourage you to read the book of Psalms as it just talked about all the vicissitudes and the ups and downs of life. We won't always understand why at least on this side of heaven. There are some things in life that may not we may not ever get over. There's some things that in life you, you won't get over, but God will see you through it day in and day out. You are not alone. God is with you and God is for you. And I give examples of something that you may not get over. You may not get over the death of a loved one. That's tough. You're going to always miss them. Grief doesn't have an expiration date, all right? But God has a way of seeing you through each day and giving you the strength you need to see you through it. You are not alone. God is with you and God is for you. Life sometimes can get us so low. 
but we must remember that we serve the most high God. There's some pain in life that because of our choices, you know, we got to go through. Like if you did, um, if you did this thing that led to this consequence, that's on you. But sometimes we just go through pain because that's a part of life and we live in a broken world. Today, we want to talk about Job, who was the poster boy for pain. He was a man that held fast to his faith, even when he didn't understand his reasoning for suffering. So I'm going to begin Job, the book of Job that talks about the character of Job. And this is the book right before Psalms and Psalms is uh, right there in the middle of your Bible. Now, in Job chapter one, we're introduced to the rich and righteous man by the name of Job. And we see a conversation between Satan and God that God allows Satan to test Job. Now, this really confuses and mind theology, and I still struggle with this, that there was a conversation that took place between God and the devil, and God allowed his pain to happen, but his ways are higher than our ways, and our finite minds can understand the infinite mind of God. And Job suffered in many ways. Job suffered relationally as he lost all 10 of his kids. I'm not a parent, and I have no clue what it feels like to lose a child. Man, the, the closest that I come through and it's super far is when I would see my nephew or my niece get a whooping and that would hurt me. But here, Job, he lost, not whoopings, but he lost 10 kids. He suffered financially because he lost his livestock and his servants, which was the wealth indicators of that time. He suffered physically as he had sores on his body. Altogether, these things produce a mental, emotional, and physical pain. But friend, check out his response, man. In Job chapter 1, verses 20 through 22, it says, Then Job arose, he tore his robe, shaved his, he shaved his head, he fell on the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. Hear this, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this, Job did not sin or charge God with the wrong. And it's my prayer for you, it's my prayer for myself, that we would get to a place of spiritual maturity where we can say, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, and you know what? In spite of all that, blessed be the name of the Lord. All I can do is say, wow, and what strong faith. And I just want to let's examine some things. How do we respond to our pain? And I believe that our pain, I'm sorry, I believe that our response should be the same as Job's. In other words, we should respond with worship. We should respond with obedience. We should respond with faith. And of course, it's easier said than done. I get that. But it's possible because as believers in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Then we see in Job chapter two, Job says these words, shall I receive the good from God and not receive evil? And all this, Job did not sin with his lip. In the chapters to come, we see how Job's friends, they come and talk to him and they try to reason why Job was suffering and friend. I just want to say, when you have others in your life that's in pain, sometimes you just need to listen. Listen to them, encourage them, and love on them. 
Of course, give them scripture and speak the truth and love, but please don't kick people while they're down. But instead, offer a helping and lifting hand. Now, let's let's it's this real people, real talk, and I know it's a sermon, but we got to get real. If anybody in the Bible was a candidate for suicide, Joe was. Suicide is not the way. It's an act that leaves so many broken people behind. I've heard it said like this, Pastor Fred Luter, he said it like this. Suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Let me say that once more. Suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And the act of suicide, it doesn't stop the pain. It simply transfers the pain from you to all the people that loves you. That's not the way, but Jesus is the way and we have to trust him. And if you're out there and just the weight of life and mental health and you're feeling like harming yourself, whether that's through cutting or through suicide, let me encourage you. The fact that you woke up this morning, the fact that you are listening, that's your proof, your scientific evidence and proof that God isn't done with you and that he loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. So keep hope alive. Seek Jesus, but also seek professional help. Pray, but also go and see a counselor. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no such thing as a hopeless situation, but only people who may grow hopeless about said situation. So keep hope alive. Job overcame this situation, but it wasn't perfect. When you read the entire book, you see that he sure had a lot to say and God had a lot to say back to him and got him together. And Job repents in chapter 42. So you got to read the whole uh, the whole book to get the full picture of what was going on. Um, and, and that may be you today. Maybe you need to repent for your sour attitude towards God because of, you know, things that's going on right now. And so we, we go through painful things, but I just want to encourage you, please don't allow the pain to destroy you or to define you and to remember that your past and your pain They don't determine your future, but they prepare you for your future. I have to say that one more time. Your past and your pain, neither of them determines your future, but they prepare you for your future. And I have another quote from Pastor Fred Luter. I attended his church, Franklin Avenue Baptist Church, when I was in seminary in New Orleans. And he was the first um, African-American president of the Southern Baptist Convention. So I highly respect him and thank God for him. Um, man, he, he said this, that when you can't trace his hand, you got to trust his heart. And the only thing I would add to that is that God, according to Nelson's Illustrated Bible Dictionary, where I got this from, that God does the very best things in the very best ways at the very best times and for the very best purposes. I must say that one more time. God does the very best things in the very best ways at the very best times and for the very best purposes. We just got to trust him. When you can't figure him out, when you can't figure him out, keep the faith. When you can't understand his will and what's going on in your life, 
please trust his word. And in order to trust him, we got to know him. And in order to know him, we got to spend time with him. And spending time with him looks like prayer, time in prayer and time in the word and time with his people, time um, at church. Now, as of August 2020, church looks a lot different in most places right now, but we still need to have community because we grow together as believers. Once more, I want to encourage you to trust his plan, even when you don't understand his path. And there's one thing where there's a lot of things that I love about God. But one thing in particular that stands out is that he always ends on a good note. God always ends on a good note. In other words, if what you're going through right now is not good, that means that God is not finished with you. I reminded in the book of Genesis, and I shared this on a, on a um, non-sermon podcast, but in the book of Genesis, every day, except for day two, at the end of the day, um, God would say that it was good. So, you know, on this day, we created the sun and the moon and the stars. He'll get to the end of the day and say, and it was good. And so I said that to say this and to reiterate and to reemphasize, if what you're going through right now is not good, that simply means that God is not finished. Don't give up in the middle. Keep pressing forward. Because we have an ironclad guarantee from God in Romans 8 and 28 that says that we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God has a way of working things out for your good, but also for his glory. Now, as real people were taught, we're going to keep it 100 with you. It may not feel good. It may not seem good. It may not look good, but God guarantees us that everything, not just some things, but all. I looked up all in the Greek and guess what it means? All. All right. So all things, even those things we don't like and don't understand and make us uncomfortable. God has a way of working all things out for your good and for his glory. I saw this phrase on Instagram where it says that God has a purpose for your pain. He has a reason for your struggles and he has a reward for your faithfulness. Don't give up. I seen that years ago and it still resonates with me to this day. Now the Lord may not cause the pain, but he doesn't waste the pain. He'll use the pain. And let me break that down for you. He can use the pain to train you, to mold you, to grow you, to develop you and move you forward. And you may be saying, I don't want all that. Hey, God knows what's best for you. So I repeat, man, there's a purpose for your pain. And the pain does three things. Number one, it produces. Number two, it prepares. And number three, it propels. I'll explain. The pain can produce and humility and dependence on God like no other. And then the pain also prepares you. The pain can prepare you for your testimony so you can share with others. It also prepares you for later storms in life so that when the next storm or problem arises, you can say with faith. You can say with confidence, you can say with the experience that if he did it before, come on, Ty Tribbett, that song, if he did it before, he can do it again. He's the same God now. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And thirdly, the pain propels you. It will propel you into your purpose because bad things can teach you a valuable lesson 
that can only be learned in those bad times. I mean, pain and bad times can teach you some life lessons that good times simply can't teach you. Allow me to go farther. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ, he understands your pain. We got to remember that Christ died a very painful death on the cross for you. So he definitely understands your pain. But not only does he understand your pain, he'll utilize your pain. Come on now. Psalms 119 and 71 says, it is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. And if you're like me, when I first read that, my mind was blown. What do you mean it's good for me that I was afflicted? But the Bible tells us that it's good for you to be afflicted so you can learn his statutes. So God utilizes the pain and he teaches us through pain. He'll use the pain to mature us, correct us, and bring us closer to him. Sometimes God will knock you down just so you can look up like he did with Paul slash Saul. Saul had an encounter with the Lord and knocked him down. That caused him to look up and give his life to the Lord. And if it takes me and knock down, so my soul, if it takes me and knock down temporarily, so my soul can be saved permanently, so be it. Sometimes God would disrupt our plans, which can hurt just so we don't follow a path that could lead to more and longer lasting hurt. Amen. So not only does does God understand your pain, but he utilizes your pain. And thirdly, the Lord will upgrade you. Come on now. The Lord will upgrade you because of your pain. In other words, the pain can be a bridge to your purpose and more blessings. You may say, Paul, what does the scripture say about this? You've been talking a lot, but what, what does the Bible say? I'm glad you asked. We started with Job chapter one. And we'll conclude with Job chapter 42, the last chapter of Job. So, so, so listen up. The Bible says, and the Lord restored the fortunes of Job. Friends, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is, is, is in the business of restoration. He restored his fortune when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. He didn't just restore, you know, a one-to-one basis, but he gave him double for his trouble. Then verse 11 goes on. Then came to him all his brothers and sisters who had known him before, and they ate bread with him in his house, and they showed him sympathy and comforted him for all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. And each of them gave him a piece of money and a ring of gold. Hear this out, verse 12. And the Lord blessed, and the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And I speak that, I declare that, I decree that, and I pray that over your life and my life, that the latter days of your life, man, that the latter days of 2020 will be better than the days before. Verse 12 continues, and he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. And if you go back to the uh, chapters at the very beginning, you see that he literally got double for his trouble. The Lord also restored his family. He also had seven sons and three daughters. Verse 16 is what I want to get to. These first three words are powerful, man. And it says, and after this, let those three words sink into your heart. And after this, 
After this, Job lived 104 years. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons, his sons' sons, four generations. And Job died an old man full of joy. The God that we serve is a restoring God. And restore just means to, to bring back something that was lost or taken. If you feel like you have lost something and something has been taken from, from you, keep your faith in God. He can restore it. The people, the scriptures show us that the people comforted him and that his latter days was greater. And I just want to declare this over your life. Your best days, your blessed days, and your brightest days are not behind you, but they are now and now to come. I know it really doesn't matter what age you are. And sometimes we can look back at a certain season in our life and say, man, that was the good old days or that was my golden years. But let me repeat this. Your best days, your blessed days and your brightest days are not behind you, but they are in, in front of you. They're now and now to come. And I decree after this here life, man, it says that after all of that, Job lived. And I want you to live after this. And for you, it may be after COVID, um, after a job loss, after the death of a loved one, after a detour um, from your vision board or from your 2020 goals, after you fill in the blank. God is going to bring you out bigger and better than before. Just keep the faith. And in all honesty, it's all a setup. Whatever problem, whatever your problem is that you're facing, please know that your problems has an expiration date. Keep the faith. The Bible tells us, I love this phrase. It says that this too shall pass. Every time you encounter a new problem or a difficult situation or some pain, you can say this with faith and confidence that this too shall pass. God sees the big picture. Our finite minds can't understand the infinite mind of God. You just have to trust him in the middle of whatever you're going through. So the next time you encounter a painful situation, remember that it's only a setup to bring you good and to bring you glory. And it's okay to say amen where you are. And if you're like, what does amen mean? It's the same thing as facts or no cap or I agree with that to use in the comment. Um, vernacular and slang. <laughs> so listen up. God will never let you get into something that he can't get you out of. It doesn't work like that. If he brought you to it, he'll take you through it. Keep pressing on. Keep keeping on. The Lord sees. The Lord hears. The Lord cares. And he's working things out behind the scenes as the master orchestrator. So things will work out for your good and for his glory. Trouble don't last always. And you'll win if you don't quit. Now, I'm about to land the plane right now, but let me just conclude with some words about faith. Now, faith, contrary to popular belief, faith doesn't prevent bad things from happening, but it will sustain you through those bad times. Faith is the key to victory. It takes faith, as the Bible tells us. It takes faith to please God. We're saved because of our faith. We walk by faith. We give by faith. We pray in faith. We obey God through faith. We should wait in faith. We praise in faith. So keep the faith, my brother. Keep the faith, my sister. 
last scripture is found in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 through 32. And it says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that it may sift you like wheat. But I pray for you. <laughs> Man, if you want anybody to pray for you, you want Jesus to pray for you. But I pray for you. And Jesus is praying for you. He's at the right hand of the Father interceding on your behalf. But from the top, Simon, 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 Satan demanded to have you that it may sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith fail you not. He didn't pray that he'll get a hundred sheep or the latest boat or the new sandals. He said, I prayed for you that your faith fail you not. And we have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So my prayer for you today, it's not a big house. It's not a raise. Um, it's not a vacation. Um, it's not for you to be married. That's not my prayer today. Not today. I pray that God blesses you with all that you want and much more. But specifically today, my prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for you, my sister, that in the midst of all that you have going on, that your faith fail you not. And remember that we are in a fixed fight and you got to read the end of the book. We win. We win. It may hurt now, but we win in the end. The Bible says that God causes us to triumph and he gives us the victory. I leave you with this. Life happens. We got two choices to do with this pain. The pain can make you bitter or the pain can make you better. It's up to you. But one day, one glorious day when it's well with our soul and it's well with my soul, the pain will make sense and the pain will be removed. But until then, keep the faith, knowing that God works all things out for your good and for his glory. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. Enjoy this year. Jordan, take us out, bro. Going to another level. It ain't nobody mad but the devil, no. It's your time. You go ahead and shine. It's your time. You go ahead and shine. It's your time. You go ahead and shine. Going to another level. It ain't nobody mad but the devil, no. It's your time. You go ahead and shine. It's your time, you go and shine. It's your time, you go and shine. Going to another level. Ain't nobody mad but the devil.